0: Hello and welcome to the Northern Wind Fantasy Podcast. We are the Three Rivers Boys. I'm Zach.
1: I'm Jake. And I'm Steve.
0: Please give us a follow on Twitter. We're at Three Rivers Boys. That's three spelled out. In this episode, we'll be discussing HBO's House of the Dragon, Season 1, Episode 9. This one is called The Green Council. We'll start off with a rating for the episode, discuss the themes, and finally go through all the important plot points. I want to give a full spoiler alert for both episode nine and every episode that came before it, but we're going to try to leave all the book spoilers out. So what did you guys think of this one?
1: One of my favorites. Hey, it could be my favorite.
2: Uh Yeah, I think, what did I give the last episode? I think I give the last episode nine. I'm probably right there with this one. I'm, I'm going to go eight, eight.
0: I give this one an 8.5. I didn't think it was as good as the one before it. I think I gave the one before it like
2: a 9.5. Uh, I know this is getting a lot of smoke on the interwebs for having some pretty big divergence from the book's material.
0: Yeah, I'm not that mad about that specifically. I do think that <laughs> there were some kind of silly aspects to the things that they did change, which I guess we'll talk about when we get to them Uh I think it was a solid episode. I don't have any like major gripes or anything. I just don't think
1: it was as good as the one that came before it. It didn't have as many big moments as last episode. Like we had some like I mean the king walking down the aisle to his throne was huge. But in this episode things just moved along. We're not like dragging and learning who characters are and things like that. Even the characters we don't know very well like the twins. I just thought that they used certain devices and dialogue at the same time to move the story further. And it worked really well. Like we had, we had basically a gopher mission this entire episode where they're like, where is he? Where is he? But they were having dialogue along the way. And it just like really built up some of the characters.
0: Yeah. They did a great job of that. I just feel like the last episode, uh, could have been Patty Considine's throne room scene. And then like 55 minutes of somebody insulting me personally. And I still would have given it like a nine out of 10. (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> That's great
0: uh, The theme this episode I thought was loyalty We see a lot of characters Have their loyalty called into question Some of them prove it Some of them don't We also see a couple characters Kind of struggling to decide Where their loyalty actually lies They don't really know So they're going to find out You guys have any thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, if you're openly loyal You get your head smashed into a table by the cool <laughs> pool You got to quit Quit your job and leave the room slowly. Yeah. That's the smart way. Like Western.
0: <laughs> Don't just start insulting everybody in the room that has big pointy objects. All right. Uh, let's get into the plot details then. So I kind of broke this up into three different plot lines and the two of them. I have two main ones, I guess. And then they kind of converge into one at the end. So the first one we'll go with called. The Race Against Time. And this has to do with the beginning of the episode. Word of Viserys' death is slowly spreading through the Red Keep. And there's this big battle of trying to control that information and who it spreads to. The servants are the first ones to know, of course, because they're the ones like going in there first thing in the morning to check on them and make sure he didn't like shit the bed or anything. So uh, they come in and find out, and then they go down and... Who is that? What's that girl's name? Talia, I think. They tip her off. And she goes and tells the queen.
1: Are you sure? Did you see it?
0: Yes. (laughs) So knowledge is very much power in this case. The people who know the king is dead have a huge advantage over those who don't know yet. And being able to act first is very much in their best interest. So the the number one thing that they do not want to happen is for word of this to get outside the Red Keep and have Rainier find out so she can start getting ready to press her claim.
1: Oh, I thought it was because they wanted it to be easier to herd people into the giant building. Well, that's part of it. Yeah,
0: they want to make sure that they get Aegon as cemented as possible in his role as king before word of Viserys death can get outside the city or even the Red Keep.
2: Yeah, they don't want Renera to show up before he can get crowned because she could take some of these like symbols of authority that he gets so easily.
0: Or even just start calling her banners to mass her armies and get ready to go to war. True. That all takes a lot of time for the ravens to get out to the lords and for the lords to call all their armies and start marching to somewhere where they can all meet up together. The the longer they can delay era from finding out about this, the bigger advantage they have in the upcoming conflict.
2: Yeah, there's definitely like a domino effect here. If you get a lot of people early, you're likely to get more and more and more people. Because the stronger you look, obviously, the more likely people are to go with you. Because most people probably don't really care. They just want to not die.
0: Yeah, most of the lords who aren't specifically tied into this by marriage or something, they just don't want to be on the side that gets burned. (laughs)
2: literally
1: I see what you did there (laughs) yeah I didn't really understand the people who were like oh I'm not going to bend the knee in front of you I'm like well you should and then go home and be like nah some
0: people do take honor seriously Steve I know that's hard just some (laughs) dumb Ned Stark shit that doesn't make any sense though You,
1: you can not take the knee there and go back and say I'm not an oath breaker that knee meant nothing other than me saving my life, so I could tell my people.
0: Well, also, if Rainier comes in and kicks all these people's asses like tomorrow, and you're the guy that didn't even bend the knee, then that makes you look super badass.
2: I mean, you have to know what's going to happen here, though, right? Like, do you? I mean,
1: all kinds like, of shit can happen. They publicly hung that one dude.
2: I think, I think you just have to assume that when a kingdom is on the line, like people are going to get killed. That's just the way it goes. They only kill the one guy. I mean, yeah, but just like in general, right? Like.
0: Because he was the only one that actually committed treason. He swore allegiance to Aegon and then he tried to leave and warn Rhaenyra. I mean,
2: they killed him because
1: they thought. Because they thought he was going to do that.
2: That's what he was doing for sure. I mean. (laughs) Yeah, but they're not exactly being like cool. You know, (laughs) they murdered that guy in normal circumstances. He would be allowed to leave. Well,
0: I mean, this is a wartime situation, so they treat traitors more harshly. That's like standard operating procedure, really, for this kind of society. But he knelt. Which is why it was a big deal, because he knelt and then betrayed Aegon. That's treason, which is punishable by death, even today.
2: I just feel like then it's silly to think that they wouldn't kill you for not kneeling. Like, that's kind of treason, too. I don't know. Moving on. Yeah, what's next? (laughs) So Alicent has fully convinced
0: herself that Viserys' dying wish was for Aegon to be king. Everybody else in the episode that hears this thinks it's ridiculous. And I don't know why she can't see it that way. Like, I guess it was clear as day to her in her mind. That's just like the reality that she wanted to see.
2: She's such a piece of shit, man. I hate this lady.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's very stupid. She's a lot more sympathetic in this than she was in the book. Which is saying something considering <laughs> your guys' reaction to her right now.
2: Yeah. I really I felt bad for her a little bit before, but like now seeing what a turd Aegon turned out to be. I don't think her other son's real great either. Uh Amond. Why are they why is she trying so hard to get him put on the the throne when he doesn't even want it? She slaps the fuck out of him. She's just like real annoying. <laughs> so Alicent
0: and Otto uh, they call this small council meeting first thing as soon as they can before the sun's even up. It looks like uh, they're like, get in here. We got shit to do. The king's dead. And Thailand is immediately like, oh, okay, so execute order 66. He's like, we've had this plan for years, so it's cool. That, it's cool that we even have an excuse for it now. I mean, Allison says that that was Viserys' dying wish.
1: Yeah, and then we see a, a, a divide in the room, a split. Westerling's like, wait a minute, like I serve the king. This this doesn't make any sense. We got Cole Pole over there, who's like, I only do what the king queen says, so I'm gonna murder this dude.
0: Yeah, poor old Lemon Beesbury is deeply offended by this. We've seen this guy in like all the other council meetings being just kind of like a sweet old man who's a little bit lost. But in his dying moments, I think he really shows the sand that he's got. He stands up for what he believes is right and dies for it.
1: Yeah. People who don't take the knee get
0: killed.
2: (laughs) They won't even like let them go for help. (laughs) This one one is like a straight up murder. This
0: This is pretty Despicable. This is one of the biggest reasons that I hate Kristen Cole is because of this murder right here. Yeah, me too. Definitely not helping him out any. There's a couple different, like, I guess we said we wouldn't. Are we spoiling things from the books that have already happened in the show? Is that okay? Like, can I talk about how this went down in the book?
2: Yeah, I guess so.
0: So in the book, there's two different accounts of this. Like we said in a previous episode, this is like a history book, so they don't say exactly what happened. They just give... Accounts of witnesses and things like that. So the first account is that he defenestrates Lord, Bees- well, or sorry, Lord Beesbury here. He throws him out the window to his death. And the other one is that he cuts his throat. So I think they actually gave the Cole pole a little bit more of the benefit of the doubt in the show. Like he obviously murders him straight up in the book. Here, it's like maybe he was just trying to force him back down into his seat and his head smashed off that thing, or maybe he did it on purpose. It's not explicitly clear. My sphincter was puckering up. like As soon as I saw Kristen like, move around to stand behind him, I was like, oh, God, it's coming. Yeah. <laughs> Beesbury. All right, moving along, though.
2: Otto, the hand, it kind of goes over his plan and mentions that he's going to kill... Raniere's and her kids. Allison gets pissed about this and she like doesn't understand why that needs to happen. Uh, the leader of the Kingsguard, Harold Westerling, hears that shit and is like, I'm out too. Rips his cloak off. So that's pretty much like the small council meeting where they're deciding all this stuff. So then yeah, we cut is like to... like the
0: central plot of the, or conflict of the episode, I guess, is this conflict between Allison and, and Otto about whether or not they should murder Rhaenyra and her children.
2: Yeah, and that's why the chase for her son is so important later. Cause that really determines who has the power. But for now we're gonna cut the Princess Rainies, who is locked in her room and kept prisoner
1: under threat of death sack. <laughs> I keep thinking she's gonna call for her dragon. That's I don't think you she could really just knows. like call for one. I know. But I was like Get out
2: of here. That would be super handy.
0: That was me telepathically calling a
2: dragon.
1: Since she's the Driftmark lady, she has a conch shell that she blows into.
2: That is an important note here, though. Rhaenys does have a dragon in the dragon uh, pit, right? So in King's Landing, she has a dragon. She just can't get to it right now. Yeah, that's the
0: important reason that they have her locked up really is because they know if she makes it out of King's Landing and goes to Dragonstone, then that's a huge weapon that the Blacks will have on their side. Not only the information that she takes with her, but the dragon, of course, too.
2: She's also kind of one of the most powerful people in the show right now, too. She She's heads
1: of one of the most powerful houses. While
2: Corliss is out of commission, yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, the last three episodes have been named Driftmark stuff. yeah. Like you said, we basically have a split in the in the greens. So there's the blacks, the greens who want to kill Rhaenyra, and then the greens who don't. So we have a search for Aegon, and basically, uh, team Otto, Eric, and Eric. Is that really how you say their names? Arik and Eric, yeah, oh, Arik. And then uh, team Allison is Cole and Amond. I really like these two twins. They're fun, huh? They are fun. Yeah, they had
0: a good dynamic this episode.
2: It really d- builds a lot of character for Aegon. How the one brother that is in charge of watching him is like against him. He knows what a piece of yeah, shit he he's is. he's like,
0: I fucking know this guy. He doesn't
2: deserve to be king. <laughs> he's trying to convince his brother that. I thought that was some really clever character building. Like with just a couple of lines, it really made me like sink in how much I hate Aegon. Definitely.
0: So like, like you said earlier, uh, the main thing here is Otto and Alicent both want to get to Aegon first so they can get in his ear and tell him to either murder or not murder Rhaenyra. (laughs) Who's going to get there first? This is like Donald Trump, the first person that talks to him, is the one who forms his opinion on the subject.
2: (laughs) So in the background during this whole chase scene, we get this point where the white worm, this woman who runs the brothels that we see earlier uh is trying to meet up with the hand of the king to she knows where aegon is at and she's trying to sell this information to the hand right so I really like her character'm I'm, I'm curious where she's gonna go Mysaria? yeah well she got burned yeah,
0: she's real cool I'm just her kidding. place got burned I think we didn't see did. a body yeah so yeah uh these two teams are like tracking aegon through Flea bottom and we learned a lot of disgusting things about Aegon in the process. Uh, he's kind of evolved past the need for regular brothels with regular prostitutes and he needs to go to less discerning places as we find out what that means.
2: One of his it's- bastard kids is in like this child fighting pedirina like he's yeah. a real piece of shit
0: He's into some pretty dark shit.
2: hey, it's better than buying one you just make your
0: own yeah. <laughs> These kids get like their teeth filed down into points, and their nails are like sharpened so they can slash at each other. And this bite. is so
2: depressing, man. I did not need to see this part. <laughs> yeah. I saw
0: a theory on Reddit where this is a place like this, like 200 years later, is how Biter from Game of Thrones gets his backstory.
2: Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, love that. I'm not sure. So if that was once much Otto a gets in the, the information though from Misaria, the White Worm. Everybody knows where he's at. They're going to the the great sept, and the other team has seen each other, and they're they're following, and they both get there at about the same time. We get yeah, this pretty Eric cool Auric, sword fight.
0: Eric and Auric, uh get the information directly from Otto, and then Kristen and Amond are like watching from a uh, alleyway across the street, and then they just kind of follow them to the sept.
1: What do you guys think of this sword fight? It
0: was kind of cool. I liked it.
1: It was good. I like the. Them running around. I didn't understand his brother not helping, I guess, because he, like...
0: Well, I think his brother just doesn't like Aegon. He's like, fuck this kid. I don't want to, like, fight Kristen Cole for this kid. (laughs) Yeah. Kristen Cole's kind of a badass. I might die. And this shot him with a crossbow.
2: I thought it was more that he, like, didn't think Aegon was worth fighting for.
0: That's what I said, yeah. Okay. I also like the part... uh, Did we talk about this already where... Aegon is like, I don't even want to rule, I'll run away, you can have the throne. And Aemon like definitely almost goes for that. But Kristen's like, Come on, let's go talk to your mom. <laughs>
1: yeah. I I was telling Jake this before we started recording that this is the first time that Aemon thought of that as an idea. And I'm like, You're an idiot, Aemon. If you like had talked to your brother or liked him, you could have like come up with that plan.
0: Yeah. He could just abdicate too.
1: I mean, that's not
0: unheard of. Maybe at this point it would have been, I guess. That happened in real life though. With the British throne.
2: This is kind of cool, too, that we see Amon getting built up as the better choice, right? And we see that he wants it. He's studying history. He's studying warfare. Um, (coughs) Well, you were out partying, I studied the blade. Yeah. He's hungry for the throne. So that builds some tension for me inside the Green Party, even. It's like, is this guy going to kill his brother,
0: maybe? He definitely seems Daemon enough to try something like that. Yeah. Although Daemon would never kill Viserys, he is very loyal to his brother. That's like one of his most redeeming qualities, I suppose. So yeah, they scoop him up and take him back to the Red Keep and deliver him to Alicent. Yeah, that's where we move on to the coronation.
2: This is where I really started having fun with this episode. Eric busts Rhaenyra, or I'm sorry, Eric busts Princess Raines out of the Red Keep. They're weaving through the castle. They end up like cutting through flea bottom. He's trying to get her out, but they end up getting herded by the gold cloaks into the giant dragon pit for this coronation ceremony to crown Aegon, right? And I'm like, okay, her dragon's in here. She's in here. Just <laughs> thinking about that while we she move on. That was on like here.
0: exactly where she wanted to go. She was like. They need to go to the dragon pit and get Melly's And Eric was like, "No, you can't. They'll be looking for you there."
1: Yeah, she even had a smirk on her face, like, "Oh yeah." <laughs> Before all this began, Otto and Allison had met in a room. It was like in the dark, and they're like standing by a fireplace or something like that. And Otto lost basically this negotiation because he wasn't able to get Aemon first. Oh, I'm sorry, uh, Aegon. And at the very end, he's like, "You look like your mother in the light." And I was like, "Whoa!" Like that was your like last. Ditch effort, huh? Yeah. Like, you <laughs> fucking suck.
2: She looks at him, too, like, you're
1: pathetic. Yeah, I almost thought that that was a little incestuous. Oh, ew. I didn't get that vibe. I thought it was just he had zero cards left, so he pulled he the looked fucking... For, he
0: looked at her, like, really creepy.
1: Yeah, it was a little bit
2: creepy. Anyways. So uh, it's the Toe stuff. Cut to Aegon and the Queen, uh, Alicent, in the... Royal carriage that we've seen a bunch of times. This is one of these things that I was talking about, like the trappings of the king, right? Rhaenyra doesn't have as many of these like signs that the small folk will see that make her more legitimate, because it's not just about convincing the lords and ladies, right? You have to get the small people convinced too.
0: Aegon right, has like every all of them at this point. Rhaenyra just just has dragons, I
2: guess. Yeah. So yeah, like Zach said, we're about to see. He has this uh royal carriage. His mom's about to give him uh Aegon the Conqueror's knife that's been passed down, his Valyrian steel dagger. We're gonna see him later with Blackfire, which is Aegon the Conqueror's Valyrian Steel Sword, and he's going to wear there's a couple of crowns in Game of Thrones, but he chooses to wear Aegon's Valyrian Steel Crown. So he's got all of these like main Trappings of the king. That make this him- was all
0: Alicent's idea, actually. So, so this is a pretty clever move of her to use all these symbols to legitimize Aegon. Love it. I like how Aegon just like wants his mom or dad to approve of him and love him, and they're just like ignoring him or shitting on him every step of the way. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which he deserves too. But you almost feel a little bit bad for him when he's like, "Mom, do you love me?" And she's like, "You fucking imbecile." <laughs> that was
1: awful. What a what a dick. I mean, I he Allison. is
0: fucking terrible, so he deserves to be treated like shit.
1: <laughs> so don't put him on the throne. Yeah. It's so easy. Allison sucks.
0: Well, she wants to put somebody on the throne and it has to be Aegon unless he like dies or abdicates. So uh, mm-hmm. What did you guys think of the actual uh, coronation ceremony? That was pretty interesting, I thought. We didn't see an event this big, I don't think, in all of Game of Thrones. Like, this was a, I guess maybe Ned's execution would be the closest thing.
2: Yeah, that's probably the closest thing. Oh, you could see the budget here, huh? Yeah. Look how big Huge this
0: crowd, huge dragon pit. All like these the costumes, the Kingsguard and all these Targaryen knights and the gold cloaks. Their huge seeing, formation.
2: Seeing Kristen Cole put the crown on his head was a fun moment for me as a book reader because what's he get called all the time?
0: Kingmaker? Kingmaker becomes one of his nicknames, yeah. So we have, he gets kind of like, uh ironically compared to Jamie a lot in the books because there was Kingslayer and Kingmaker.
2: So while this is all happening, while he's getting crowned and all this jazz... Rainy's is sneaking into the dragon pit. Or well she's already in there, but she's going to her dragon, right? Yeah, I'll, I like how there's no security, which all of most yeah. makes sense because
0: like why do you need security for dragons? They'll fucking eat anybody that goes down there that isn't their rider. It makes
2: perfect sense <laughs> to me. <laughs> yeah. What's a well, yeah, why do they need security?
1: <laughs> yeah. Other than whenever the guy said Eric or Arik or whatever their names are, he was like, they're going to be looking for you if you do that. Well, they weren't.
0: Yeah, they probably should have been looking for Rhaenyra specifically. That is a good point. Or Rainys, I mean.
1: They must not have known she left a room
2: like it. So this is that kind of controversial scene we were talking about in the beginning that is different from the books. And this giant dragon busts up through the floor <laughs> and kills probably like thousands of small folk right i mean how many what do you think the ballparks are for how many people this lady just crushed with her dragon
0: a couple was, hundred died probably i don't know yeah i was thinking more hundreds but yeah a lot probably of a lot died. more people got hurt than died but and this, it is fucked up i mean this is a great metaphor i think almost for the whole dance of the dragons is that it's like a stupid conflict between nobles that cost the lives of like a hundred thousand times as many commoners.
2: I was just going to say that that, you know, their whole perception of honor and basically all this shit is fake because she has no problem killing all of these small folk, but then she tries to like act honorable by not just dusting Aegon and his mom.
0: At the same time, it was like fucking badass, though. Oh, man, she could have just had a whole show right there. I think it's totally in character for her to have not done that. It would have been, like, a very Damon-like move to have done that, but Damon is not. Damon is, like, atypical.
1: Yeah. He's like, I'm smart.
0: <laughs> well, ruthless is how I would put it, not necessarily smart. I'm sure Rainey's knows that it would be a tactically good decision to just murder all those people, but that's, like, not the kind of person she is.
2: But she's totally the kind of person that would murder, like, ten times as many small folk.
0: Yeah, I mean, that is accurate, also. <laughs> That's just typical of like any noble in this situation. They're just like not really going to give a fuck how many small people die.
2: Yeah, which leads us to the point uh, Eat the
1: Rich.
0: Yeah. I did love this moment for Rainey's, though. She looked fucking badass on top of that dragon in that armor.
1: Yeah, her armor was so cool. I loved it. Yeah, I loved it. I was whooping. <laughs> I thought this was another
0: interesting moment. To get a good look into Aegon's psyche too where he doesn't want to be king at all but as soon as these people start cheering for him it kind of fills that void in his life that he doesn't get with the love from his parents oh that's good if his parents don't love him maybe the uh, people will love him that's when he finally gets into it and why he's going to like dig his heels into being king and fight for
2: it yeah, someone seeking approval is always a good recipe for a leader,
1: huh? <laughs> so it, it seemed like he thought his father hated him, and whenever Allison gave him the dagger, it seemed like he was like, wait, really? Like re- He he would have given me this? And she's like, uh-huh, you fucking idiot. That's why the dagger is a big deal for him, for sure, is he
0: sees it as a seal of his father's approval.
1: Yeah, exactly. And uh, to me, that's when he kind of accepted it, but then when he turned around and people were like, yeah, good job. He, he seemed to really go power hungry in his they, they eyes. They really
0: liked it when he waved the sword in the air. Yeah.
1: yeah.
2: That's a sex sword, bro.
1: Yeah. Well, Blackfire <laughs> is like the
0: biggest sign of Targaryen royalty. Like there's a whole fucking civil war that gets fought because one of the Targaryen kings down the road gives that sword to one of his bastards instead of his actual heir. Yeah. So everybody's like, he gave him the sword. That means he wanted him to be king.
1: Oh, jeez. Yeah, it's a big deal. <laughs> Yeah, that's the end of the episode, though, right there. We better we'll get it's gonna some happen next dragon week. fighting. Dragon fighting. Please be dragon fighting. Yeah, I need a fucking dragon fight, bro. Uh,
0: watch the trailer to find out whether or not there will be dragon fighting. Uh, <laughs> I didn't watch the
2: after episode trailer. Sarah Lee turned it off before that came on. There was a scene that, that, that I expected to
0: be in this episode due to like the nature of the format like we talked about, I think, earlier. I don't know. We might have cut that out, actually. So usually they have this format for Game of Thrones where ninth episode is usually the most insane one. And I kind of predicted an event from the books to be in this episode just because of how insane it is. And it seems like we get that confirmed in the trailer for the next episode. So that's going to be exciting. Nice. This is definitely going to be a way more exciting episode 10 than you're used to for Game of Thrones.
1: Oh, cool. We're going to watch it right now. Steve, you got any big predictions? No. I mean, it would be neat, I guess, to see like an important character die. I don't care which one, just to like really make tensions like, oh dang, this is real, you know, this this fucking war thing is definitely. Valar real. Hopefully it's Laris, you know? Hopefully Laris <laughs> dies next Amen. episode. I'll drink to that.
2: I think next episode Alicent and Rhaenyra are gonna like write each other some letters and really find some common ground and probably just work this whole thing out.
0: They're going to be like, remember Nymeria and her thousand ships and how we thought that was a cool story in the
1: godswood. <laughs> you ripped the page out of that book and now I'm going to fucking kill you.
0: <laughs> All right. Uh, that about does it, I guess, huh? Should we talk about the feet thing? Oh, yeah. We didn't even mention that, did we? Or did we talk no, about I, yeah. I
1: like briefly said toes, but it's fine that we didn't really give it too much attention because it's kind of fucking stupid. Yeah, yeah, we, we, can, enjoy we can briefly all. talk about it I mean like They they put in some feet stuff for us
2: I mean that's basically all, like I just wanted you to get your opinion out there If you thought it was stupid
0: or not Oh and the one thing I also wanted to mention That I didn't like about Rainy's big moment was like How did she not get smushed When the dragon
1: broke through the floor Cause oh, she I, has armor on Zach Yeah for sure it didn't make sense She me. wasn't wearing a helmet <laughs> the dragon went first You just You couldn't tell Because of the dust I mean
0: it looked Fucking awesome We're not gonna argue About that <laughs> she But just, like, it doesn't make A lot of her. sense <laughs> <laughs> That's why I was So conflicted about it I was like Man it's just So fucking cool But also not very Like logical
2: I guess like It's head Could have come
1: up Through Like made a hole I also don't think that's like the the monster in the floorboards or whatever that quote is.
0: I do think there is another explanation that is plausible, but it would be a spoiler for me to talk about it, so I'll have to try to remember to bring it up later. All right. See you next time. Alright, thanks for joining us. This has been the Northern Wind Fantasy Podcast. Follow us on Twitter. That's at Three Rivers Boys. We of course are the Three Rivers Boys. I'm Zach. I'm Jake. I'm Steve. See you guys next week and don't forget to check out our Rings of Power podcast if you like Rings of Power. That's the last episode. So go enjoy it. Read more bucks.